0: We continue with the teaching a Bishop Anasai Kadile, and the main title being Building Through Wisdom. Just to recap whatever, has, uh, whatever Bishop has taught us, I'll go into uh, some of the scriptures that he alighted previously. He made us aware that it takes wisdom to build anything. In other words, we build wisdom, and the scripture that he read was Proverbs 24, verse 3 to 4. Then uh, we have biblical wisdom and earthly wisdom, and they are different. So you realize that we get from James chapter 3, from verse 17, and we learn that wisdom is the ability to judge correctly, to follow the best course of action based on knowledge and understanding. The second thing that you learned is that wisdom is intensely practical, not theoretical. It's an art of being successful, of forming the correct plans to gain the desired result. So wisdom is very key. So this month, as we are aware, he introduced the topic, uh, the seven pillars. And what are those seven pillars? Mm Mm-hmm. The ones in Proverbs, he mentioned them. Okay, I'll go through them then. It's one, it's prudence, which he did last week. Knowledge and discretion is number two. Fear of the Lord, number three. Counsel, number four. Sound wisdom, number five. Understanding. Number six, and strength as the seventh pillar of pillars of wisdom. So as you heard last week, prudence, Bishop uh, introduced the topic of prudence, and he said, we need prudence so that people with prudence have self-restraint and sound judgment as part of their character. So it's very important that you have prudence in our lives. He said, prudence means shrewdness and sound judgment. It is the ability to keep oneself from being misled that's prudent. Prudence speaks of skill, good judgment and common sense. He even says common sense is no longer common. Wow. So the teaching here today we are going to focus on knowledge and discretion. We're going to read from Proverbs chapter 8 verse 12. And I'll read it from, and it says, I, okay, from NLT. It says, I, wisdom, live together with good judgment. I know where to, sc- to discover knowledge and discernment. Meaning, wisdom, when you have wisdom, you live together with good judgment. Somebody with wisdom is able to differentiate things. If I know where to discover knowledge and discernment, when you have wisdom, it means you have the fear of God. Wisdom is tied with the fear of the God. And as you know, that when you are led by the Spirit of God, you are led by the Holy Spirit who knows everything. Like he says, that he discovered knowledge and discernment. How do you do that? Through the Holy Spirit who dwells with you, within you, because the Holy Spirit goes about searching the truth of the word of God and revealing it to you as a human being. So that way you gain wisdom and understanding. So wisdom finds knowledge. And discretion. Amen. So there is a Hebrew word for discretion. It's witty invention. In Hebrew, it's said it's mezima. And then that's discretion. Now, when you read uh, from Proverbs chapter 1, from verse 1 to 4, it reads thus. Their purpose is to teach people. This is Solomon's Proverbs. And now he explains why do we need to read from the word of uh, the book of Proverbs? It says their prob- purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful life to help them do what is right, just and faith. These proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. So we really need wisdom in whatever we are doing. And Proverbs 5 verse 2 says, then you will show discernment and your lips will express what you've learned. So that's wisdom. Learn something from the word of God. Learn an understanding. And your lips will you'll speak out of the out of the, belly, after the fullness of the heart. Out of your belly will come the words of wisdom that you've been meditating on as you read your Bible on a daily basis. So here are some uh, considerations. It denotes well-considered, careful, carefully thought-out design, Plans and conclusions. Whenever you have wisdom, you know how to conclude. You know your story and your story is straight. This word discretion means power of forming plans. In other words, it is using wisdom to to devise, imagine, plot, or think up something. That's discretion for you. Bishop taught us big words, sagacious. He spoke about sage, what are the sages and so on. It means possessing or showing sound judgment and keen perception. That's the word, sagacious. Someone who can reason and plan the best direction to to. Him. To head on. So he knows what direction to, he knows he understands. You are like children of Issachar. You can read the signs of times and be able to understand what's following next. That's someone who is sagacious. Thank you, Bishop. So put simply, okay. Through the book of Proverbs it shows that the godly man is a man who takes an interest in all those things going about going on about him. He takes trouble to know his way about. He plans his course of action realistically. It means you are practical. You know how to do life. You understand the issues of life. When we read in Proverbs chapter 22, verse uh, 3, it says, A prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. So if ever you cannot discern what's before you, you'll suffer because you don't understand the bigger picture. Meaning God wants us as his children to have a bigger picture about life, to understand what will be the end product of whatever you are doing because there's always an end product to our action. If I don't wash, I will smell. It's given. If I don't work, I will suffer because there will be no way to put money. And I'm not saying if you are not employed. I say if you don't work. There's a difference between if you are employed and if you don't work. Amen. Now, these are the things that you need to understand. So, um, it shows that prudent person sees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. That's the reality of life. You know, Malandela how you? Now you need to have discretion. So, throughout the book of Proverbs, it shows that. The godly man is a man who takes an interest in all those things going on about him. He takes trouble to know his way about, his plans, his course of action. So what this verse is telling us is that there is a great deal of difference between faith and blind optimism. So when you have faith, faith should be based on the word of God. Faith and God, he's the alpha and omega. He knows it all. So when God guides you, he understands what's before you. That's why the Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. It means each and every step that you take, it is directed by God. And you are sure that wherever you're going to step, it's a sure foundation. You will never uh, fall or you will never slip. Because the word of God is true, Amen. Amen. So, in fact, those who bl- those with blind optimism are seen as fools. God does not want us to put ourselves in dangerous situations and expect Him to rescue us. That's the reality of wisdom. One of the pillars of wisdom being prudence, being discretion, having understanding. Amen. So an example of this might be driving our cars on high speed or over speeding. You know very well that especially when you, go, when you have to take a cab, the car can throw you off. You have to be smart when it gets to the, be wise, have prudence, have understanding, have discretion when you see road signs. And whenever, don't, whenever they say to you, don't drink and drive, they mean it because they understand that drinking will alter your understanding. You'll see, you'll see 120 as 240 and you'll go for it. So example of those wisdom in planning for their future is Noah. Noah was living in a city just like Jobek, no see nothing, and he, God guided him and said, build an ark. I mean, it was so irrelevant for Noah to build an ark in, inland, if you understand that. And whenever he was building that ark, people were mocking him. They didn't understand because this was a man who fears God and who... Who who listens to the word of God? Who listens to the instructions of God? And the Bible says, after completing building the ark, him and his family and each and every animal that God created, they went into the ark. Everybody was like, it was a mockery for them. But the flood came. Now, when you are guided by God, even things that are not obvious to men, they become obvious to you. Because God will guide you in everything. So these are people who are guided by the word of God. David was directed by wisdom to hide himself from Saul. David knew that he cannot harm the anointed of God. He he had the ability to kill Saul. But instead, he chose to hide away, to keep away. from. That's wisdom. How do you avoid your challenges? So, the disciples were taught to flee from the impending or the awaiting evil of the Roman army. The the Romans wanted to destroy those who were... uh, uh, the gospel because they wanted everybody to follow their culture, but the disciples of Jesus Christ, because they knew they were their God, they refused to bow to any other God. That's why they had to to flee and run away from these people. Amen. So you realize that Paul repeatedly hid himself from the threatened distractions that you can read from Acts chapter 9, verse 22 to 25, chapter 17, verse 14, and chapter 23, Verse 17. Okay, there are no notes. Okay, sorry about that. Benefits of having discretion. There are benefits of having discretion, and there are four benefits. One, discretion will preserve and deliver you. When you have discretion, you'll be protected. Let's read Proverbs chapter 2, verse 11 to 12. It says, Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, from those whose words are twisted. When you have wisdom, you have discernment. You can hear when someone's words are twisted. You can hear when someone is trying to flatter you, telling you stories that are not true just to gain your favor. Wisdom helps you to discern such. Proverbs chapter 2 verse 12 uh, verse 16 to 19. It reads thus, "Wisdom will save you from the immoral woman, from the se- seductive words of promiscuous woman." She has abandoned her husband and ignores the covenant she made before God. Entering her house leads to death. It is the road to the grave. The man who visits her is doomed. He will never reach the path of life. Wisdom will tell you, irrespective, you know there are certain signs when someone has cut a covenant... There's a ring or something that shows that this person has signed a covenant. But you as a man, if such a woman attracts you, just know that it leads to death. You cannot escape that because you are not just defiling the husband. You are defiling the covenant that they made before God Almighty. Let's respect our marriages. Let's understand that it's like, I mean, imagine before the public and witnesses, these two people said, I do cut a covenant with this spirit until death do us part, and you come in. I think sometimes the devil has blinded us not to realize the power of the covenant in marriage. We don't understand the meaning of the... That's why the Bible says, war unto him who will... Try to intervene or disturb a marriage of God because now you are fighting God directly. It's not just sin between the man and the husband. You are like fighting God. You are fighting against the word of God. That's why those who are married commit to your covenant. It might, I can always say for better and for worse. Keep to it. There are days when it's better, they will remember Mother's Day. There are days when it's worse, they'll forget it. But the covenant stands. One who has discretion has the courage and resolve to stand up to a person who is crooked in a ways. If you have discretion, you are someone who is always honest and sincere. You can tell someone not in a demeaning way to say no ways. There's no truth in what you're saying. Because you have discretion. Unfortunately, some of us, even if we are told lies, we believe lies. All too often, aimlessly following the crowd result in permanent injury or death. Don't just follow people not knowing where they are going, not understanding the bigger picture. "Hey, how do tell you drain?" the next one go to you way, knock our mold. Because you're just following the crowds. You don't know what is actually happening. You are supporting a wrong cause. Group mentality often borders on mob mentality, especially among the youth who seek the approval of their peers. Everybody is doing it. You want to do it. You are not everybody. You are a Nazarite. You are a one who is selected. You are a chosen one. You are a different person. Altogether, there are certain do's and don'ts for you. Never allow peer pressure. Know the word of God. Understand that it is so good. I mean, some of us, we got born again having scars. If ever you were born in this church, there is no reason for you to, to get scars of the world because you know the word of God. Preserve your life. Keep yourself pure. Know that you are the redeemed of the Lord. Have principles and values that guide your life on daily basis. Never allow people. Everybody is smoking Hably. What is Hably Hably? It's calling Hably or something like that. You choose to go that direction. Careful. You know what is very sad? It's like the results of sinning as a child of God. They are extreme. May God help us to have discernment and discretion. Know that it is not for us. What a blessing to be born to a family that is born again. Parents who are bringing you to church. Don't come a, when you're a teenager. Don't think that, you know what, I didn't have an option. You had an option to be born again. I mean, that's what our children are sometimes telling us to say. You had an option to be born again. I didn't have an option. I was born in this family. Bless God, you are born in royalty. You are born in a place where there is discretion. You are born in a place there is uh, the fear of God. Sure. Think of discretion as guard trails on each side of the road, keeping one from plummeting off a dangerous embankment to an ultimate death. Discretion keeps you on a narrow path. And that's wisdom. Discretion helps you to understand that. Discretion, that's what it is. When you know that the word of God says this, I don't need a parent. I don't need anybody. God says to Joshua after uh, uh, Moses' death, observe to do what is written. And sometimes, even if your parents are quiet, young person, observe to do what is written in the Word of God because that's what will keep you safe because we realize that discretion will deliver you. Amen. The second benefit of uh, discretion is that Effort is required in order to attain wisdom and understanding. It's not obvious. Effort is required from your side. Let's read Proverbs chapter 2 from verse 1 to verse 6. It reads this. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commandments. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and seek for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Sorry, Verse 5. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord. And you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom, from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. It's Mother's Day. I believe these are the words for, from each and every mother to say, my child, observe these things. I may not have much, but observe the word of God. Live according to the word of God. So these words are action words. It means do something. Don't just hear the word. The Bible says you will deceive ourselves by just hearing the word and not acting on the word. Amen. So this means that effort is required in order to attain wisdom and understanding. So in verse 1, you are to eagerly receive god's word and to hide his commandments with you seek the word of god make it a point you know someone told yesterday we were with cell leaders and some of them were saying you know some people say they cannot attend a home cell simply because it ah you are one of them you don't attend cell for that reason it's a reality, and it's a challenge, Basilwani, if you are going to allow the things of this world to compete with the word of God. I mean, why are you not attending cells then? I think sometimes when cell leaders uh, make a follow-up, you think that they are doing it, or it's a mandate from them because they are your shepherd. So if you are reckless with your answers, be careful, they come before bishop to know that, uh-uh, Whatever it is. I'm not too sure. Amen. So keep it in the recess of your mind as something worth treasuring. Take wisdom. You know, subconsciously. Yeah. Somebody was saying, I mean, he used to drink a lot, but he would always drive and go back home. And without fail, I would arrive home. So he was convinced that his car knows his home. So if you know the word of God, it will be like that. The word will know how to, to protect you you'll find yourself refusing whatever you, are not, you are, whatever you are enticed to do simply because your subconscious has stored this knowledge about the word of God that I cannot do certain things. Amen. So in verse 2, we realize it says, you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Make it a point that as you receive teachings, if Sunday, just meditate on it. Hear what the servant of God was saying to you because as they speak, they are not speaking their own wisdom. It is the Spirit of God who prompts them to say certain things that sometimes when God speaks to us directly, it might be difficult for us to hear and understand what God is saying. You still remember Prophet Samuel before he started his ministry. God will call him, but because he's not used to be called by God, he went to priest Eli. And that is what would happen to us if we don't hear the word of God. Up until priest Eli said to him, say, when the voice calls, you say, your servant is speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Now here, you may not have that opportunity whereby you can say, speak Lord, your servant is is listening. But these are the servants of God, teaching you the word of God, guiding you through the power of the word of God. So the Bible says, incline your ear to these teachings and apply them. Then you'll get wisdom and understanding. And in verse 3, you realize, it says, you cry after knowledge and lift him up. And lift up your voice for understanding. Cry out for wisdom. If you lack understanding, ask from God. He is able to give liberally. Ask for wisdom. Ask for understanding so that it can guide you and protect you. You know, it gets to be so sad to say these are our promises as born again children of God. We should be the the wisest people here on earth. The most creative people here on earth. But unfortunately, we read our Bible as though we read a novel. We don't realize that this is the will of God about our lives. This is how God wants us to conduct ourselves so that we are the head and not the tail. So that we are on top of everything in whatever we are doing. Amen. Verse 4 says, You seek wisdom. Knowledge, understanding as silver and search for it as heat, treasure. Wisdom is not surface. Most of us are so good gold. So if you want to get gold, go deep. Seek gold and understand. I mean, most of us gold Yet e Now you realize that it is your responsibility to dig and get wisdom and understanding and get to know how to conduct yourself. it's, more, it's not an obvious thing. You need to do something about it. Amen. Verse 5 and 6, it says, show that if you put forth all this effort, then you shall understand the fear of the Lord. Once you put effort in yourself, the Bible says we need to work out our own salvation. Do something. Don't think that taking membership will make you grow spiritually. No. What makes you to grow spiritually is when you meditate on the word of God. Yes, it's good that you are belonging to a family, to this family of God. But one thing for sure, your maturity is your responsibility. Amen. So through all this effort, discretion is so well established in the mind that it acts as a preserver. A shield or a bodyguard. So they are new every day. They are fresh. Why? Because they are preserved by this. I exposed them on to dangerous. You know how to conduct your life. You know how to live a life of discretion. A life it will give you longevity. You are not reckless. You are not a sipping saint. Okay. You are not a Christian who is a Christian in front of Bishop Mo Samar. When you are alone, you are dangerous. You protect yourself in your privacy. You live a life that is worthy of the calling. A life in which wisdom and discretion constrains you not to do wrong things, constrains you to follow and observe the ways of God, irrespective of where we are. So, it's discretion is wisdom. Most of us as Christians, our challenge is that we don't know our identity. We don't know that we are cleansed, we are washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We don't understand that old things have passed away and behold, a new has come. If ever the new has come, it's old things. Okay. Number three. The benefit of discretion, number three, is long-term blessings. Psalms 112 verse 5. A good man deals graciously and and learns. He will guide his affairs with discretion. You won't be excited because you've received a message that Pre-what-not loan Pre-approved loan Yeah, 150,000 Wisdom will tell you no ways. I told you, Bishop challenged me about, yeah, you know, hey, life. when I was stressed, You know, I don't for <clears> the market I don't you get the. One thing for sure: I found that quality, it's a matter of what's your understanding about quality. I found out that there are certain things, even if you can go to those established shop, retail shops, their quality is even inferior. Honolugo. It takes someone with wisdom and understanding to have an understanding of such things. So, it will guide you. It will guide your. It will help you. It's not about the brand name. It's not about the brand. It's about the quality. Know your quality and understand what you're talking about. Proverbs 9.11. It says, For by me your days will be multiplied. And your years of life will be added to you. Discretion makes you You have peace, you have understanding. You are someone, you don't mind going anywhere, anytime simply because you know that you owe no man nothing but love. That's discretion. For someone to guide his affairs with discretion it means to do according to God's will. This truth results in long term blessings. Try by all means to filter your life through the word of God. You know, use the word of God. If obatawa tanto is the Bible, and the Bible will tell you yes or no. For one discretion to cause him to differ. To defer his anger shows that it provides the means of self-control. I get a Bible, it'll be slow to be angry. And Otaba protected because hey yeah, uh, I'm not too sure it's or what Bishop spoke about mezima, which is discretion. It means you'll have good sense. And when you have good sense, you live long. When you have good sense, you'll be able to differentiate things. The last benefit, the fourth benefit of uh, discretion is practice of self-control. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 5. It says, a fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 16 It reads thus, A fool's wrath is known at once, but a prudent man covers shame. You know when you are prudent, there are certain things that are shameful. You try to protect them. You try to protect them. So that's a sign of being prudent. Proverbs 15, verse 5, it summarizes why many youth today have self-destructed. Dist- have, have self youth today is guided. They come from good families, but they allow peer pressure to make them to make choices that are not aligned with the directions that they're given from home. They have rejected advice and reproof from their their parents, especially their fathers. Be aware it's the devil's scheme for you to be in loggerheads with your father so that you don't have guidance. So you should fight everything that you are not in loggerheads with your father because once you are not under the covering of your father, you are exposed. And it's a lie from the devil. I mean, ribu eintato useless, eintato this, eintato that. Mare irata mai you'll feel so exposed. I remember after my dad passed on, you know, guys carry my killing naked, demonstrating because I felt unprotected. Because I know how the banianabamu disa kigena Now the one who was protecting me was no longer there. This is what young people should understand. Don't despise your dad. You might be more educated than him, but never despise your father. Amen. Amen. God is not on the side of those who are despising their parents. So, we need to understand young people don't despise your parents. You know, the other day, Bishop was talking about when we are successful. That's a young person who is a fool, who doesn't understand the sacrifice of a parent. You know, my sister once told me a story that he read a book. She read a book about uh, one young man who was very brilliant. And what happened is this at birth, they discovered that one of, her, of his eye was not good. And because of that, the mother sacrificed his, her own eye to give to the son. So now the son ended up having two good eyes. And he was, so good, he was so brilliant, he ended up being a professor and so on. But the mother was around her and she was working as a nanny. So the son didn't want people to know that this is the real mother. He behaved like he has no mother. And it happened that on the deathbed of her mom, her mom wrote a letter that my son, it said that you rejected me whilst I was alive. But truth be told, I I sacrificed my eye. You were born with bad eyes and I sacrificed my eyes. Now because I had a bad eye, you thought it was originally mine, it was yours. But I had to exchange it because I love you so dearly. And I realized that you have a future more than I do. I'm old and now I'm just a, a nanny. There's not much I can do about life. But you have potential. So some of these things, unfortunately, mothers don't tell their children. They don't know the sacrifices that their parents have gone through. And that's why you will despise your parents. Because you really don't understand what they've been through to make you a success story. Amen. Amen. So it's quite important for us to understand the importance of having discretion. Amen. So he has, he has to be able to control and suppress his own wrath and anger. When I'm interested in their irritator, of course, but learn to control these things. Learn to manage your worth. Learn to manage discretion helps you to do that. Discretion helps you. Oh, those governality emotions there? It's a full fun failure every time. Analyze and try to understand. Because you know, certain people act out of lack of knowledge. Amen. So deeply ponder on the many applications of this words. As you grow to adulthood, this will serve to keep you away from untold trouble, anguish, suffering, and regrets. Some of you, us, we regret, thank God for salvation. Because through the word of God, you can be redeemed from that. And that's why you need to hold on to your salvation. Never allow anyone to take away your salvation. It's a treasure that God has given unto us to make us better people in this world. Amen. Amen. So, practice. Practicing this will train you to look ahead and ponder what could potentially go wrong with certain planes. Once you have discretion, you will ponder. Hey! This person, I mean, it's so sad that you are losing some, uh, some people here on earth. The reason being that, and this is what we are doing. That's foolishness. Because the Bible says, don't be a surety, yes, someone. That's what the Bible says. And we continue becoming sureties of others. That's why we get disappointed in life. Amen. So when you have discretion, you have foresight, and you, you are able to exercise with godly wisdom as a precious attribute. So you are able to take it as a go over smart ways, over smart wisdom. simply because you observe to do what is written in the word of God in conclusion Proverbs chapter 4 verse 25 to 27 it says let your eyes look right on and let your eyelids look straight before you ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove your foot from evil. So the second pillar of wisdom is having knowledge of sagacious things back to the wisdom that Bishop is giving us. Sagacious, a big word, but all it says is that you have wisdom, you have understanding. You are able to analyze. I mean, I like it when I'm watching the news and the analysts are coming. I mean, they see things that are not obvious to the eye. They highlight things that are hidden. I mean, imagine the Bible says you should be like that. So you realize that knowing what is going on about you so that you can wisely plan for the future and avoid potential dangers or evils. Amen. May God richly bless you. Please don't take the word of God light. God has got great plans for you. God wants to see you being victorious. God wants to see you being an overcomer. God wants you to, be, to see you being someone who will be able to navigate the issues of life with wisdom and understanding. And I believe that anointing is upon you. So please don't look down upon your understanding. Apply the words that you have been taught and allow God to use you mightily. Because the Bible says when you have skill and when you have all these things, it will bring you before the kings. It will will make you to be a very important person in this community or in your nation simply because your wisdom will solve things that are hidden. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I pray that as your children open up their hearts to receive your word, may it be that the power of the gospel will turn around their lives. It will make them, oh God, to be sagacious, to be people who have discretion, people who know how to choose what is right, that which will help them, oh God, to find favor with men as they have found favor with you. Lord, when we applied ourselves in a manner that Father God didn't show discretion, we ask for forgiveness. And we ask you to cleanse us with the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. May we start making decisions that are aligned with the power of your word. And Father, I believe there will be a good success in everything they do. For your word will never come back void unto you. It will forever accomplish that which it was sent for in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. We give it glory, honor, and adoration. Amen and amen.